All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's been a while, but we are back at it. We're doing a podcast called This is Ranger Country, and we have moved on to Season 3, Episode 1. We're here in my backyard on the patio in this picturesque setting at the, uh, uh, dare I say, the twilight of our summer vacation. Brad and I don't want to admit that quite yet, but uh, be that as it may, this is the time of year where we start thinking about heading back to school. Brad, what are we going to be talking about today, my friend? Well, first of all, welcome back, John. It's been too long. We haven't uh, seen each other a whole lot this summer. You've been on some trips. I look forward to hearing about those. Um, We're going to talk about community news. Uh, We're going to talk about ranger uh, events that are coming down the pipe. And and like you said, I really see, it's sad, but when the calendar turns to August, it's really kind of the on-ramp. And it used to be more or less the week before Labor Day would be the on-ramp. And so if there's any budding politicians out there that are running for office, you have my vote. If we can go back to starting after Labor Day and we end before Memorial Day weekend. I think think most of of us would agree with that, Brad. Think of the Michigan summers. This summer has been spectacular. Would you agree? Absolutely. We've had some great weather. It's 80 degrees right now. It's going to be delightful all afternoon. And uh, there's no reason we should be stuck in a classroom here in but one week. Yeah, I know. I see. required... You and I will be back, and then the students will be back in about 10 days. If the weather's good enough, not, I don't know if this is a great barometer, but if the weather's nice enough that I can take the doors and the top off of my Jeep and drive around, then I feel like it's uh, inappropriate to be educating our youth at that time. But <laughs> they, don't, uh, they don't let me make those decisions, unfortunately. So. Yeah, so you went to Colorado this summer, correct? I did, yes. I, so uh, highlights of that trip. I up and Well, my wife and I decided that we were going to take Julia to Colorado because she said... Dad, I want to see the Rockies. And so um, I don't know about you, but with Julia going into seventh grade, I've suddenly got this, like, sense of impending doom because there's only six years before she flees the nest. with my sixth grader, yep. And so we're really starting to try to get some of those points uh, taken care of uh, before we get, you know, to the point where she leaves us. So we decided we uh, booked an Airbnb in Estes Park, Colorado. Nice. And we went to the Rocky Mountain National Park. And the day before, I think maybe two days before, uh, my wife may have had a couple of margaritas with some friends, and uh, she decided that Julia's two best friends, two of her best friends, should come along as well. So we loaded three 12-year-olds and two adults. We took an 18-plus-hour car ride out to Colorado. And you survived. We survived. They were good, actually. <laughs> they had a whole system where they would swap seats every two hours so nobody got stuck in the middle too long. And it was a great trip. I got to say, my proudest moment, I know we did summit a couple of mountains, and we did see a glacier. But my proudest moment, um, we were at an Irish tavern in Estes Park, and uh, I got Julia and Lexi to try Rocky Mountain oysters. I ordered myself a plate of Rocky Mountain oysters, <laughs> and Julia took a big bite. Lexi took a small bite, and uh, it was just a point of pride. because uh, Wow, that's one step above chicken gizzards. That is. That wow. Is. I mean, that's actually a couple steps above chicken gizzards. Man, good for you. What a dad moment. It was a, it was a good time. It was a great trip. What about you? That's what fantastic. have you done? I, my, my summer was pure Michigan. Uh, aside from the strength and conditioning program, you know, so I saw a lot of the uh, football players, wrestlers, and other all sports athletes, basketball players all throughout the summer, three days a week. But Thursday, basically Thursday through Sunday, most weeks, I was up north. And I have completely fallen in love with northern Michigan and the UP. And every chance we got, we, we hit up. Uh, we were in Petoskey. We were in Elk Rapids. Thank you, Ken George, for the recommendation. I know he goes there a week with his family. We were in Cedar, the Polish capital of the of northern Michigan. Nice. Um, went to Mackinac Island. 
stayed in St. Ignace thrice, um, went uh, fishing, just got back from a harrowing fishing trip in the UP where we got caught in a thunderstorm and a hailstorm. A harrowing like uh, your fishing trip with your father where the boat almost tipped well, and stuff? again, or? I was with Big Dan, but this time we brought my daughter Zeta along, who is 11. Oh, I Zeta saw the pictures of this. Yes, Zeta had Zeta some goes little trout. To, Zeta goes to, well, it was a huge trout, and uh, Zeta goes to Goodwillie, and she's, aside from just Goodwillie, she's an outdoors person. Mm-hmm. She loves bear, being barefoot, being in the stream, fishing, hiking, camping, doing all this stuff. So we figured she's ready to go. And we went up, you go up onto this river, and it's basically 20 river miles that we've got to boat up at about five miles, not even five miles per hour. It's, it, it, it took us a long time to get to our campsite. There's two campsites on the river. There used to be three, but the beavers built a dam and drowned the, uh, the, the third campsite. Anyhow, <laughs> Zeta's on the river. She, she catches, within an hour of being on the river, she catches the biggest brook trout I've ever seen caught on this river. And I couldn't have been happier because now she's hooked. No pun Literally intended. Literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she's hooked, and uh, she had the biggest grin on her face. And anyhow, um, the, that night, it thunderstormed through the night. Luckily, our, our, tent, our, our tent flooded, but our gear didn't get wet. Well, the second day, uh, to make a long story short, it, in the afternoon, another thunderstorm rolled in. You know, wind coming in sideways, rain coming in, hail, The true thunder, camping experience. And there's nowhere to go, right? And uh, this time our gear got soaked. Uh, so we had to pack it all up, motor out. And, um, you know, if it were me and my dad, we probably would have stayed, I think, maybe. But having your daughter there, you don't want her to have a bad... It's going to be 15 I think it was just nice night. to have that excuse. You guys are like, well, we should really leave for Zeta's <laughs> well, sake. Time to go. We did stay to Best Western in St. Ignace and woke up to this, like, delightful uh, all-you-can-eat breakfast. Anyhow, uh, but yeah, to- pure Michigan summer. And spent a lot of time on lakes and rivers and just soaking up the Michigan sun. And I tell you what, the the state of Michigan offers so much. I mean, you're on Big Star Lake. Yeah. And that's your spot, uh, you know, kind of your respite. But there's there's some something in every corner of Michigan. And I believe when you just get an hour or two north of your hometown and you can find the, the nicest people, the nicest places, and just delightful and charming little towns everywhere. Agreed. I have not gone any place, like like you said, um, Petoskey, Charlevoix, Traverse City. There's so many places. And uh, next summer, I'm hoping to have a similar adventure to this summer, but maybe go to the UP instead oh. of driving 18-plus hours to Colorado. Well, you know, Colorado was amazing, oh, and everybody yeah, should go at some point. But I yes. need to. we need to explore the UP more. Well, I, that's I what we like. did. That's what we did last summer, and we went to Marquette, which I had never been to. Went to Black Rocks, jumped off into the did some into cliff Lake diving. What did some little? It's little. It's cliff diving in the sense that you know you're jumping into Lake Superior and you've got to swim out. Right. You got to swim out and about how uh, high were you when you did know. this? I, I don't want to overestimate it because Nick Catcher might be listening. I've only done about twenty foot this, myself um, or Joel. Um, it was like fifteen feet to twenty feet. Okay. But you're jumping, enough like that you said, have to think about it a little bit. You got to think about it, and you're jumping off literally these like volcanic rocks into Lake Superior, and it's cold, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even in the, in the in the throes of summer. Can but, you see into the water? Oh yeah, it's like Caribbean. Okay. And you can right. see right down to the bottom, and it's deep enough that you can do it. Uh, rocky bottom. I'm not rocky bottom. It's like pebble bottom. It's okay. beautiful. But uh, yeah, the UP offers so much from Marquette to Pictured Rocks, Munising, Manistique. It's just what is that? There's a lake up there that's like. Crystal clear. You can Those see the logs on the bottom. You oh, that's take glass uh, bottom rope that's boats. Um, uh, uh, 
Jeez, that's not Taquamanon Falls. It starts with a T, doesn't it? It's uh, Kitchity Kippy. Kitchity Kippy. Late Kitchity Kippy. I'd like to go see that next year. Yeah, Kitchity Kippy. For those of you that are listening and you haven't been there, it's literally a ninety-minute stop, maybe a one-hour. It's perfect when you're on your way somewhere and you want to break it up. You roll up. It's either free because it's a state park or it's it's very cheap, and you roll out and you go on this lake that is the clearest. spring waters in Michigan and they roll you a car. It's worth it. I, when I, when initially when we're rolling up, I'm like, what are we doing? It's worth it just to see the pictures on Google images. So I can't imagine in person how beautiful it is. Yeah. It's incredible. So highly recommend that. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Anytime you cross the Mackinac bridge, you are just in a different time and place. Like the UP offers the mom and pop experience. Uh, You have the pasties. Of course, I'm a big fan of pasties. Uh, Leto's specifically, which has two sites in St. Agnes and on US2. But um, yeah, so pure Michigan, pure Michigan uh, summer. But now, John, as we said, we're on ramping. But we have a few things to recap because we really didn't get a chance. I think our last update was late April or early May. Yeah, when we get into May, that's when yearbook all all of a sudden, like the sales and distribution get insane. And yeah, I've I've said it. It's April, May, Sember. And like you you just, you you look up and May's gone. It's Mm kind of like the, like, like this month, it's the off-ramp because you have graduation and you have year-end uh, musicals and championships and sports. So um, I think it'd be, it'd be – we don't have to go through everything, but certainly uh, state championship soccer team. That was amazing. It, I don't want to say surprise because I actually you, – you and I both had a little bit invested in them. We went to see some of the games, and we, oh, uh, yeah. we kind of were like, these girls are something special, and this is going to be great. Absolutely. Um, so – I'm not saying it was a surprise, but it was a it was it was a wiping the brow, sweat from the brow. Whew, we did that because we almost lost that state flag we've had flying. Yeah, um, that, them and the the lacrosse boys. So both uh, saved us on that one. Correct. And for 18 years, for those of you that don't know the tradition, for 18 years we've had the state championship flag flying, and every time we are a defending state champion in any sport, be it individual or team, that flag will fly in front of the high school, and it has. And literally, it's the same one. And we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But uh, it got to the end of the year, and we had we'd come. It wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good. But uh, we knew we had soccer and lacrosse, and our soccer team, led by uh, alumnus uh, Ashley Ludke, um, who was herself on I think a state championship finals team, a runner-up team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Claire Carlson and would Rocky that have Lovell. been back when uh, Clark was coaching, or even before that? It was when Clark was coaching, and they interesting side note. I think, and they played Bloomfield Hills Marion, correct, in the finals, right? I'm going to have to double check. You'd know better than me on that one. Bloomfield Hills Marion, I believe it was. Ashley had played them, if I'm, if my trivia is correct, as a senior, and they lost to them. So this was her, like, revenge game all these years later. If there is such a thing, here she is, head coach of the program that she came up through, and now she has the same team, which, by the way, I think they were the triple time defending champions, Bloomfield Hills Marion. And. Yeah, led by Stella Sutton. I think she scored the first goal in the game, and, and, and Theron Halleck, who Theron ended up being the Gatorade Miss Soccer for the state of Michigan. She ended up being a lot of things. I just saw something recently that she made the something coaches team, which is like only 25 kids in the entire United States get put on. Yeah, and It doesn't surprise me. I mean, we've talked uh, at length about her and her legendary status, She's she's bound for the FHC Hall of Fame. She's going to go tear it up at Michigan State uh, alongside uh, her brother. And she's she'll go down as one of the greatest athletes to come through Forest Hill Central. 
And what makes it even more special is the way she handles herself. Um, she's a real, true hometown hero, and her family is is, is remarkable. So great uh, family. But she also had. I mean, so it wasn't. You know, Theron leads the charge. She scores. I think she set like a school record uh, goals for the season. But she, like I said, she has Stella Sutton. She has a number of key players. She had oh, Ruthie Van Skyver, Ruthie, who has been really strong all season. Oh, of course. She's one of the seniors, right? Ruthie graduated. Theron right. graduated. Stella Kasenich. Kasenich, uh, Ava Wilberding, they're like lights right. out goalkeeper. Oh, man, lights out, yeah. She, she got made some, all, she made all sorts some of teams, too. Yeah, the, you know, so the whole cast of characters, and not only that, but they've got a great, uh, strong sophomore and junior class. Yeah, Delaney uh, Tucker likes, should yeah, be Del- moving up to yeah, Daily, lead that Daily team. Tucker. Daily Tucker, not Daily Tucker. I, I make that mistake, too. Ah, she's Daily, in my yearbook class. Daily, Daily Tucker and um, Frankie Sutton. Yep, Frankie. Frankie, and so we've got just a great cast of, of young ladies who are all about – and here's here's the part I, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but like, I know that people love the the travel aspect of a lot of sports. I'm lucky with wrestling and rugby; I don't have to deal with it that much. It's it's mainly out of season, and kids go about their way. But then when the high school season resumes, they come back and wrestle and play rugby for the high school or the club team. But in soccer, sometimes really good players won't play for your high school team. True. And I would argue that the the state semifinals and state championships, when you play those with the same girls that you grew up playing, AYSO, YMCA, Revolution, Rapid, Midwest, whatever, and you are now playing alongside these girls that you went to Pine Ridge, Thornapple, Ada with, and Central Woodlands, and Goodwill, whatever, that is something spe- so special. You cannot take it away. And I think the comment, and I don't know who it was, but, but, but somebody said they had played in every imaginable game across the Midwest and, and, and nationally. The biggest game they'd ever played in was the state semifinals. Like the biggest, as far as like pressure, right? And all of your peer group is there. Your peer watching there. You. you got a student section. You got the community out. People are following it. Like, I hate to say it, but I'm not following the 18U, you know, no. team from wherever. But you and I, and I think this, I speak for a lot of people. People that don't really have a daughter on the team or or, or have had players, they're tuning in uh, to listen. Like. We because co- this is Ranger Country, this right? Is Ranger Country. We have That's an extended right. network of people who are invested in our school. Absolutely. You don't have that. Now, I love AYSO yeah. United. I love oh, all it's, these these travel programs. As, but as a supplement and I kind of think of them as feeder programs. And right. Maybe, maybe my higher-ups wouldn't want me to say that, but I do. I, I want Julia and her friends to play, and then I want them to transition onto their, their high school teams. Some of them will go to Northern, some will Eastern, some will yeah. Central, and they'll play against each other. Right. And I think that's awesome, too. Also, I don't want to keep coaching them for the next right, six right, right. years. I well, think I'd like I, to I retire told, in the next I two told years. I Coach Ludke, uh, who, you know, she went to high school with my sister, so I've known her a long time. I told her nothing would thrill me more than for one of my daughters to play for her someday yeah. at the high school level. Now, whether she's good enough uh, to, pl- you know, to play, Stella is my soccer player, but to, good enough to play, that remains to be seen. But that, when you roll up to a high school soccer game and it's the district finals or the regionals, and you've got a full stands for the most part for mm-hmm. a soccer game, and uh, everybody in the stands knows who you the, are. Yeah, right. They call out your name and number, and, and, and they've known you, and they've seen your development. And uh, I tell you what, the best picture, I think, of the last 10 years, um, and this is very yearbook worthy, uh, and, and I think a huge picture needs to go up in the school somewhere, is when the state championship flag, uh, Christy Swayze had snuck in. Christy, um, our athletic uh Assistant athletic director, mm-hmm. who I like to say, uh, was there at the game, had snuck the, the old state championship flag, or the new one, as it were, into the game. And as soon as the game was won, that, that flag came out, 
and there's, and I don't know which girls it is, but there's like three or four of them kind of like framing. Have you, you've seen this picture, right? I have not seen oh, this man. picture, if man. If you haven't, you can look at it. I made it on M Block. I need to get a hold of this picture yeah. because we're, uh, Ken and I secretly, you know the pictures that are in the hallways Correct. at school? Yes. Uh, we're going to do some more of those this year. And so oh, that, that seems one, like one that, that would one, be. That one needs to be prominently displayed. And uh, I even thought about it. So. Sounds like we I'm, got a garbage truck driving I'm, by. <laughs> so I'm part of the. I help design, I design the spirit shirt, right? So mm-hmm. uh, with the help of uh, Radco, and they do all the artistic, but I give the ideas. And I almost, I was very close to that being like a illustrated version of that on the on our spirit shirt this year. Now, state champs is a little, can be a little pretentious, but at the same time, that is such a cool It is cool. Image. The imagery is, is great. So if you haven't seen it, you can look it up, MLive. Um, it was the picture for the art the photo for the article on our state championship team so congrats to rgso there's a long line and 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 a huge lineage of great players who've come before you that i know are incredibly proud of you and there's a there's a whole community that just was rooting for you all all, you know all along the way and and speaking of rooting for you the, the lacrosse team as well the lacrosse team is our other state championship team yes and uh I'm going to admit I don't know as much about the lacrosse team because lacrosse somewhat baffles me as a sport. I'm not even sure what the rules are. I know that it's pure athleticism. When those guys go out there, those are those are athletes. They're willing to take uh, hits. They, I've been hit with – you ever been hit with a lacrosse ball? It's like I, a little hard rubber death yeah, ball. It, right. It's intense. Yes. And those guys are out there willingly passing that, catching that, throwing it around. They're slamming into each other. Yeah. It is uh, – it's a tough sport, it's which makes speed, sense. It's a high-speed, fast, fun, fun-to-watch sport. And, um, it originated with Native Americans as, like, correct. warrior Iroquois, training. So, right? Yeah. The Iroquois and Jibla and Huron used how, to play how they trained their warriors. Games, John. I could go on about uh, the history. I figured you probably of, could. I probably know about the, more about the history than I do about the actual I just wanted to drop that out yeah. there so you'd know that I was Thank somewhat, uh, not on your level, but uh, in the same ballpark. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, led by the likes of uh, Crandall Quinn and uh, Jonah McConnell and... Um, Boyke and uh, I'm trying to you know right now I'm drawing a blank right now because it's the last throws of summer and I have a lot of these guys um, uh, uh, Dom Skipani Dom Skipani yep, yep, okay. man man it's getting we're we're, we're like rounding the corner where we're gonna see all these guys again and all these folks again and uh, yeah and then I we just... get to, and, and and here's the best part we get to learn a whole new batch. 150 brand new names that's true <laughs> and be responsible to remember them for the rest of our lives because Correct. people come up to us at jt's and in the stores and they're like hey mr anderson good to see you and you're like oh yes yes yeah john tomchak i remember you all yeah. right oh yeah john yeah. tomchak he's another he was another leader on the team john is remarkable um he's going on to play d1 i believe uh lacrosse john had a phenomenal season leader of the team um yeah, spectacular. So they, they had a great season, and um, it came down to them and Detroit Country Day. Mm-hmm. And what was what is interesting is uh, Brother Rice was on the schedule, and Brother Rice hasn't been beaten by an in-school or an in-state school in I don't know what the streak is or whatever. And um, as the game approached, I was actually in the athletic office when they found out that Brother Rice was – Pulling the plug. Yeah, they, uh, they for some out. reason or another, just couldn't manage to make that game, couldn't sadly. Couldn't make the game. So, yeah, Weird. Whatever. Yeah, it was, it was very strange, very odd. And, uh, you know, our team was, uh, they're, they're steamrolling people. I mean, their games weren't even close, and that's the challenge. When you have a team that good, 
you do have to find them a challenge because inevitably they will get to a game when the moment requires great deeds. Right. And uh, against and, and our and our coach Andy Shira, um, and, and I know Tony Quinn's right in those ranks, and and Christy Swayze's husband, his first name uh, right now. I'm sorry, Christy is is escaping me, but uh, he, they have a whole great cast of coaches. And I know that the, the challenge is, is to keep those guys motivated and find challenges for them so when they, they do play in those tough games, they're, they're able to overcome. And I believe they were down going into the, the second half. Please forgive me if that's not correct. I, again, I was listening to the game. Um, but uh, they ended up taking out Detroit Country Day 11-8. They went undefeated on the season, undefeated state champions, uh, a whole cast of All-Americans, Jack McNamara, another mm, guy. Yep, There's Jack. another hero on the team. It's all coming to me now. Um, a lot of heroes on Have this team. Have to reopen that dusty vault of, of uh, school names and faces for I a know. second there. And it's like, funny man, how, like, I know I had day, some of them in class. 80 days, you just kind of, like, you know, shut her down. And I was around a lot of these guys this summer. But uh, so, you know, they, they had a great um, a great postseason, very proud of them. So for two reasons, we raised the state championship flag, which uh, there was a ceremony. That was a public ceremony. I'd say we probably had 50, 60 people attend. Uh, Jonathan Goy and Christy Swayze organized for the old flag to come down and for the new state championship flag to go up. So it was an 18-year-old flag. And when it came down, it was – you could see through it. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I mean, that thing was, I mean, uh, was – it was well-loved. There were pieces starting to fall off yeah. of it last year. I think for the last year and a half, maybe two years, I was saying – we might need to replace that flag. Yeah, and but you can't do it until you have kind of a definitive moment like that. And so I'd say within a week of the state championships being won, raising that flag, quite appropriate, gives us a chance for a new start. And uh, that flag hopefully will fly for many, many years. And and so if you're you're a young, aspiring high school varsity athlete out here, we hope that you are a part of a team or an individual performance that um, gives cause to keep that flag flying. Um, another another team that did a really great job this year was uh, the baseball team. The baseball team were conference and district champions. Um, uh, Skipper Todd Hartman, uh, uh, aided Todd by Lang, Lang Davis, yep. Lang Davis. Uh, they just had a great crew of juniors um, and and sophomores. Uh, also, some veteran seniors that were able to step up and step in. And uh, you know they had great pitching. Um, they had uh, you know great great help with the bats, and they were able to. Um, you know, keep it together that whole season. I mean, baseball is rough, right? I mean, it's a lot of double headers. You're you're subject to the the winds of weather. A lot of, of wear weather. and tear and yeah, repetitive and, use injuries. You know, it's and... not like lacrosse where you can kind of play through some crummy, crummy weather through the rain. Like baseball, no, rain you, changes everything. Everything about weather it. changes everything. The yes. way that ball comes off the bat when it's cold versus when it's hot. The way it comes right. out of your hand when it's wet versus dry. It can it can cost you a game. Yeah, it's a big I, deal. And I know they have a really great you know crew. Ty Hudkins, obviously, J T Hartman. Um, you know, the, the, their coaches' sons who have kind of come up through the ranks. They've totally bought into the program. They have a group of guys around them that really believe. And um, so I think, I think the next couple of seasons could be really, really uh, successful for this baseball squad. And, uh, you know, I'm rooting for them. They, they've done a great job. And, uh, you know, hats off to, to Todd and his crew. Absolutely. Um, Graduation recap, we had the LMCU ballpark. I won't spend a whole lot of time on it. Steve's speech, as always, Steve Passanaugh's speech, he kind of hits on a bunch of notes. If you've never been to one of these graduations before, what he does is he weaves in um, uh, neat and intimate moments about... Yeah, just personal anecdotes personal from the class, you, you know, or from the class that's graduating, like... Uh, 
things that happened during the Science Olympiad. He, he names names. I can't think of anybody offhand that, that he well, mentioned. Well, he talks about but... a Hunter Robinson touchdown pass to – Jack McNamara. He said, or, that's what Ranger country is. That's yeah. what that's what being a Ranger means. And he just talks about each right. one of those individual achievements. The uh, the scholars, the athletes. Fine arts. The kids, the everything. fine arts. Everybody. He tries to touch as many points, diverse points throughout the class as possible and just make everybody feel included. And he usually does. I shouldn't say usually. He always does he a phenomenal always does. job. I mean, every time he walks through the door at our staff gathering, which was this year at uh, Mill Creek Tavern and you know, every time it's it's to a uproarious applause because he just it, it it just sews up the year so nicely. It would almost be great to just be like, "All right, see you next Labor Day." Yep. You know, right? I mean, it's such a nice wrap up to the year, and then you feel like you got a limp to the finish uh, on the backside. But uh, you know, we well, do our best. I mean, but, but if you're but, mostly teaching seniors, it wasn't that hard to limp to the finish <laughs> line. And John, I had a class and a half. John shed a tear knowing you would. <laughs> have I have limited, three free hours a day to work load, on your yeah. book. Yeah, well, you need it because that yearbook's uh, very important. And, Gosh, uh, it is. But uh, it was a great graduation. It's at LMCU Ballpark, and the students' speeches I hope we were, stay there for, the like, every other graduation it's because it's the best venue we've ever had. It's, 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 without a doubt, fantastic. You don't leave with this, like, sweaty patina on you from the lights and just, you know, 5,000 people tucked into a into a stadium. I mean, I, I, I like I liked Cornerstone, uh, not Cornerstone, Sunshine Church, but, man, that was hot. It was crowded. You could Cornerstone hear, wasn't bad. You could we did hear, Cornerstone, Cornerstone wasn't bad, but you could hear every cough, yep. every clap. This, there is no, the, the crowd could be talking the whole time, and I think that's reticent of a, of a ballpark, is that you couldn't, people could be talking and having side conversations, and you're, and you're rolling, and the speeches sound good, and it sounds like nobody's being interrupted. So, great, great graduation, and uh, looking forward to hopefully keep continuing at LMCU Ballpark, which started out of necessity and hopefully continues uh, in tradition. Yeah, Summer I don't want to. I don't want to be crass in this statement, but there were some things that, that COVID brought on that were actually positive, <laughs> right? Like they were they were born of necessity because of COVID, but uh, hopefully they last. That's one of them. The LMCU ballpark. I got to say, uh, the social zones that we have now, like Ada has a social zone where Love you can it. go from list. place to place. That is that's another holdover from COVID. It was a it was a harrowing experience, but you know because of some of that. New traditions were born, and right. they are amazing. Yeah, yeah, we have some new things that uh, should definitely stick around. And we'll, we, we got the uh, Ada Social District as one of our talking points here here in a few minutes. Um, let's see here, summer camps. So summer camps, June is summer camps month. I know every varsity sport virtually was was busily hosting and conducting their own camps. We had two camps. We had a beginner camp and we had an advanced camp. I know football did theirs. Baseball and softball did theirs. Soccer had a big turnout. Um, cheer did their camp. So there was a lot. Basketball, Cal Carhartt and Jordan George were busy in the gym. So all all camps were um, busy, and we hope if your sons or daughters came to those camps, they come again next summer because it's a great way to get, get, in, get some Ranger gear and get on the field and get on the court and on the mat. Pardon me while I open this can of Coca-Cola. There we go. Very good. We are sitting on the back deck of John's home in a, in a patio that he crafted himself, eating sushi and sipping a cold beverage. This is fantastic. This is peak teacher summer activity. True. And you know what? This this patio, we got to do this again in the fall. Although I just had a prem, or not a premonition, epiphany, Brad. Yeah. We need to do an on-location recording at Frosty Boy. Oh. That would be such a great location to Brilliant. record at. Yes. 
we need to do that possibly think, in the next couple of weeks. I, th- I think that needs to be done like before school starts, like teach, like students start. Ma- maybe next week. Maybe next week. I tell you what, I'm we, down. Could, we could bring my kids and you could bring, bring your kids, kids and they could sit there and they'd be happy as clams. As long as they're like that two is, tables away from us. <laughs> Frosty Boy is are my children's. It's my. They're other than our home, it's or the perhaps best. their their grandparents' pool. It is their favorite place on earth. Brad, I finally tried the roasted chicken. And it is everything that everybody said oh it was. I had it this summer. Why, you went this long without trying to roast it? Yeah, fair, but every time enough, I go there, now. you get you've ice cream. Now. You've had it now. My whole family, I mean, whole family, Julia and Robin both got ice cream that day. And they looked at me askew when I ordered the chicken. I said, guys, it's gotta, I got to do it. So, And Julia ate half of that order. I think I got like a 12-piece. Oh, man. And we killed that. It is. And I love how and it's so fresh. Like, when you take like, you have, when it comes out in the box, I say to my kids, wait a minute. Just gonna, enjoy gonna, the smell for yes, a moment. You're gonna burn your mouth, and then if you have one of the potato wedges, you're also gonna burn. Yeah, you don't want to bite in one of those like just big thick potato give wedges. It literally three minutes, and then you can thoroughly enjoy the roasted chicken. And I'm lactose intolerant, John. I don't eat ice cream unless it's a really special occasion. So I only go there for the roasted chicken. Um, so yeah, I think we need to do an on location, get a bucket of roasted chicken. Hey, you can get an ice cream. I don't. You know what? I don't know if I can work the equipment with roasted chicken grease on my fingers, <laughs> but I'm willing to try. <laughs> or we can celebrate with that afterwards. So that might be our next stop. So uh, summer camp recaps. But yeah, my kids. Whenever we go by, can we stop at Frosty Boy? Can we stop? So about every two weeks, there's a. Frosty we could be Boy coming visit. back from a dinner where we had dessert. If we're driving past Frosty Boy, Julia will be like, "Hey, we haven't been to Frosty Boy in a while." Yeah, yeah. Come on, Dad. Let's go. Um, summer strength and conditioning recap. So. All throughout the summer, as you know, we have uh, some of the football strength and conditioning is the 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift. Yep, Tony there's, is uh, working hard on that right there, now. There's, a, there's wrestlers uh, peppered into it. Uh, who's who's working hard on that right now? Tony Saltini. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he gives up his summer, what, two weeks ago they, they start doing that no, summer strength and conditioning? Or? Oh, yeah, they, all summer. All summer. He does the middle school oh, strength sorry, and conditioning. He, got, he just got into the football preseason correct, conditioning. Correct. I'm sorry. But, you but, were working hard on the, well, the summer Tony conditioning. Well, Tony did the middle school strength and conditioning, which was, I believe, two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I was doing the football session and the all-sports session, which um, the, the football turnout is always – you're getting 99% of those kids. You have a lot of wrestlers peppered in there. Um, and then the all-sports session, I'd say consistently anywhere from – 25 to 35 kids which in years past we've had 90 or 60 or 90 whatever so i don't know what the reason was this summer but uh uh, maybe it's a rebound i i don't know but uh but certainly everybody was there got better got tougher got stronger and quicker and faster and i think more athletic and what what i like about it is is i get to be around really high highly motivated athletes all summer long these kids roll up at seven right they roll up at seven and and, and maybe voluntarily for, for for a lot of the working folks out there okay yeah big deal hey for high, for high schoolers to roll out. Hey, do you remember what it's like to be a teenager in it's, the summer? It's rough to wake up that when early. When you don't have to be, when you technically don't have to be there, they do it voluntarily. Um, I'm I'm with uh, Greg Hudkins and Dave Fortino and Kevin Zaschek and Jordan George and C.J. Strausser, and we're uh, we're on the outside and we do a lot of the conditioning, speed and agility, um, kind of the stuff that hits you in the gut. That you, that's where you're going to draw your mental toughness from. And then Tim. Uh, Rogers, Coach Rogers, he's in the weight room, and that's his forte, and he's got them going in the weight room. So we're moving iron, we're moving our feet on the on the field, and um, it's just a great program. And I know that a lot of people do their own thing. Um, you know, different groups like to do different things. Some like private training or offsite training, and that's great. I'm never going to denigrate people that do that that are up and working hard, but it's just great from the common suffering aspect mm-hmm. where you are with your team, and you are forming these bonds. 
And a lot of times what it, what it parlays into is, hey, we're going to the pool after this, or we're going to Frosty Boy after this, or what have you. And it just springboards into that growth of camaraderie and esprit de corps. So I love the summer strength and conditioning program. I will do it as long as they keep inviting me back. And um, So it builds muscle and community. Muscle, it builds muscle, muscle and, community. and community. Two things we're all about, right? That's right. Muscle and community. Uh, speaking of football, uh, their first game is August 25th, if I'm correct. Uh, Thursday, that's going to be, it's a Thursday, August 25th. It's against Jenison. Highly anticipated matchup. It's an OK Red. I believe Jenison's OK Red. Uh, crossover matchup. And I tell you what, there's um, there's something about this group of guys that is so admirable. And I don't want to oversell them because you don't want to raise the bar too high. I'm not, I'm not one of their... You know, in the ranks coaches, I coach them through the summer in strength and conditioning, and you and I are two of their biggest fans. But what I noticed about this group is, John, you can push them. You can push them in the weight room. You can push them on the field in conditioning and agility and uh, in install. You will never, at least I didn't see it, you will not get an eye roll or uh, like a, uh, you know, one of those, like, uh, why are we doing this? It is a culture, excuse me, it is a culture of competition and toughness and bringing each other up, lifting each other up when you're down and pushing each other. This is this is a group where I think sky's limit. I'm not going to predict how far. I'm not going to you know put any predictions on how far they're going to go in the postseason. I, w- I I will tell you this though. If you come to watch Ranger football this fall, and you know I know that there's a little bit of a there's a, so you've got Osterhaus vying for quarterback. He's kind of the, the guy, the next heir apparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Mason McDonald, who's kind of in the mix. He's a he's an up-and-coming rising junior. And then you got Ty Hudkins at, at defensive back, JT Hartman, fullback, running back, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, you just got a, a, a whole host of characters that um, are very, very, very talented. And the, I know they have high expectations of themselves, and I don't want to say what they are because, again, I'm not in the ranks officially. But expect to see this team fight for every inch of that gridiron this this fall. It is going to be a fun, gritty, tough team to watch. That sounds like my favorite kind of football right there. Guys, it doesn't even – I mean, it does matter how well they do. But really, you want to see those Warriors go, go out there and compete. It's it's about the the good hits, the uh, the extra yards that are – worked yeah. for after contact well, it's about the the blocks the pancake blocks that's what really gets the blood pumping you know yeah and you've got you've got some i mean crandall quinn he's another guy that uh, obviously you think when you think of crandall quinn you think of you know lacrosse state championship lacrosse goalie going to michigan but i think of a, him being able to probably break me in half actually player. yeah <laughs> and he's and a strong and guy the great thing about crandall is is he'll he'll, he'll knock you down but off the field he'll he's going to be the first guy you know shoveling uh, grandma's uh, walkway in, in in the wintertime i mean the really great thing is what, what Coach Rogers and Coach Hudkins and Hartman and Fortino and Saltini that these guys have been able to instill. And a lot of times, football players they can get a they can sometimes get a little bit ahead of themselves, or a little mm-hmm. full of themselves. This team is very humble, in my opinion, and they know that the saying that they say after every breakdown is just prove it. They know that nothing's going to be given to them. Last year's team was a good team, mm-hmm. but this year we're going to have to prove it. We're going to have to prove it on the field. We don't rely on the past performance. We need to go prove it. So beautiful. Looking, looking forward to seeing those guys on, on the football uh, field. And we'll do a proper preview 
uh, before their first game. Oh yeah. Because I'm missing guys, and uh, but uh, throughout the summer, man, they they really really work hard, and um, looking forward to watching them play. Um, football preview: We're going to do a um, a uh, tailgate. There's going to be the youth wrestling program, as well as I believe, and I I think I can say it, Fifel uh, tailgate tents. So we're going to have some some tents up there. We're just going to be grilling out, steaming hot dogs, whatever. And have some waters and chips and, and, and frankly, just kind of camping out right that before is the, the first football game. community tailgate no, this kind is of a situation? Just, this or? is just like a, we're going to tailgate. We're just going to throw up a canopy and a tent uh, on August 25th right there behind the stadium. And um, if you have little folks that play football, bring them up. If you have little guys, that, little guys or girls that wrestle, bring them up. And we'd love to see you before the game. Just try to get, generate a little bit of interest. In Sounds like a place that needs some uh, little footballs to be thrown around. Maybe some cornhole boards set up and... Bunch some of people music. hanging out and yeah, some music yeah, style should come with her block rocker and just every play, play her Earth, Wind, and Fire play, so, yeah, or whatever. I was just gonna say that you beat me to it, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna that's gonna be a little just impromptu tailgater before the first game, and then we have a few. Um, we have a tough schedule. I mean, we we, we see Byron Center, uh, EGR, Lowell's supposed to be pretty pretty big this year and tough. Uh, they've got a group coming through. Um, yeah, I mean, we're gonna have we have a tough schedule in front of us, so we we've got to be on our A game, and uh, it'll it'll be great to start with the tailgate. Um, so if you're looking for fall sports updates, check out fhcsportsreport.com. You can also go for just general news of the district, centraltrend.com. Uh, Coach Saltini and his staff, and I believe Serena Thede, who we've talked about. A oh, few yeah. times on here, Serena Thede is going to be one of their editors-in-chief. I don't know she is a very dedicated member of the Sports dedicated. Report. Yeah, very dedicated. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to hear if they do have a live stream for, for her to be on the live stream. And, um, and of course, Central Trend covers all things Ranger country. Um, this weekend, Football Ranger Rally is Saturday, August 13th. You can check out uh, updates on Facebook or go to their website, FHC Ranger Football, and check out that. That is a, a celebration of all things Ranger football, and that is this weekend. Um, Ranger Hockey has a golf outing on September 18th, so if you are, uh, are a supporter of the hockey program or you have a neighbor or a friend or you just want to get out and golf and support something Ranger-related, um, check out the Ranger Hockey Golf Outing. Homecoming week will be October 10th through the 14th. It's a little bit later this year, a little bit of a gamble with the weather, but it's a half day on that Friday. We're going to have the full parade. We're going to have Ranger Rumble on that Monday. We have the Powder Puff. The website is being updated as we speak, but you can see most of the updates are pretty accurate at www.fhchomecoming.com. fhchomecoming.com. That has all the rules, regulations for every competition and all the different things. Um that are coming down the pike, and I, I love homecoming, as do you. And so mm, absolutely, very excited about every that. year. Um, talking a little bit about uh, kind of shifting after this, we'll shift a little bit more to the community, but uh, we want to welcome some new staff. To and we've got a lot of new staff. Yeah, so we're, we're please bear with me on the pronunciations, but Christy Laughlin-Vance is our new assistant principal, and we'll be replacing Whitley Morse, and she's moving, um, she's originally from Greenville, and she's moving back from the suburbs of Chicago, so we want to welcome Christy to the ranks. And uh, great, we will miss Whitley, who we all came to know. Oh and man, love. I'm going to miss Whitley a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know, big shoes to fill. But Christy, I, we, I've heard nothing but good things, and we look forward to having her well, in our ranks. I got to say, I was in um, on one of the hiring committees this past year, and she she was coming in, uh, you know, as an applicant. And I was thinking to myself, this lady is vastly qualified for any number of things. So she, uh, I don't think she's going to have any trouble stepping into that role. 
And uh, I got to give her a little shout out because you don't get a lot of administrators who were not former math or social studies teachers. She was an English teacher by oh, trade. So it's kind of nice to get somebody in the arts aspect into that leadership role and get that different set of eyes, that fresh set of eyes out there. So really looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, welcome to Christy. And uh, we'll all be we'll meet, meeting her next week, a week from today. Very well, true. Uh, Morgan Beckett has been hired as our English department uh, teacher, replacing Kelly Potts. Sad to see Kelly go. We talked yep. about her departure, I believe, back in the springtime. But Think so. uh, you know, Kelly uh, taught here for several years and uh, was an esteemed Definitely member of the possibly six to eight. Yeah, she was she here was for here. quite she a while. Was, she was here for. I a was good in on chunk. the hiring for her as well. Yeah, well, you seem to be the gatekeeper there, John. Uh, for, for some for, of them, yeah. For, for many, some of them. Many. Uh, for many different because it often happens at the end of the year, and once yearbook sales are done, <laughs> Steve just assumes I have all sorts of free time. You were on the uh, you were on the hiring committee for anybody we are, yeah, interviewing at that time. So welcome to Morgan. Uh, comes uh, out of the University of Michigan and did did a stint for uh, four years yeah. teaching in Romania. Did some international teaching. That's very impressive. So, she's an interesting individual. Um, I'm looking forward. She's actually going to be. Uh, you know, the block classroom is right up in the quote unquote new wing right up next to me. I'm in room 218. She'll be right there next to me. So um, she's going to be teaching English 9, 10, and I'm not sure what else. She, oh, she's teaching at least a single hour down at the middle school as well. So she's wow. she's going to be so, running around a little bit. But I'll be I'll be looking forward to her bag of subjects and yeah. preps. And Morgan, welcome to welcome to the building. Welcome to my new neighbor there. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, we have Victoria Velding has been hired as one of our new counselors. She spent five years as a college professor of anthropology and sociology at West Virginia University. She'll be replacing either Leah Young, who has left us to go to Kentwood, I believe, or Kyle Perkins, who that traitorous uh, man went to become a Husky over <laughs> oh, at Northern. I love Kyle. Kyle's such He's a great guy. Such, you know, well, I'll, I'll keep invol- inviting him to the golf outing, but I will give him crap endlessly for this. Endlessly, yeah. He's But his, his kids are going up through, and I, I, I understand the switch. So welcome to Victoria. His kids are like seven. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to Victoria, and we're glad to have you a part of our team. Rachel uh, Pinney, or P- Pinney, I, I believe. I, I, I think I, you said I'm it the same both times there. I'm not I'm sure. I'm going to apologize up front, has accepted the other counseling position, and she will be taking the helm uh, as a replacement to Kyle. And uh, glad to have Rachel on board, so good to see you. And then we have Lisa Gernand, or Gernand. Um, she will be the new social worker replacing Nicole Vies. Yes, so Nicole got a really Nicole great go. offer. I think she's going to end close up to in, home too, right? Like yeah, that she, was kind of like that. Hey, I can drive five minutes or forty-five minutes. Yeah, kind of thing, so. she she texted me. She and I were pretty close friends because uh, we ran some clubs together and that sort sure. of thing. And uh, she actually called me and said that she was going to be leaving. This only happened, I don't know, maybe four weeks ago. It was pretty sudden. She got an offer from possibly Grand Haven, which yeah, is I only. Think it was Grand Haven. 10 minutes from home, 10 minutes commute, 10 minutes total commute, possibly. So it's it's hard to walk away from that. I mean, I have the same situation. You also, oh, that, yeah. that right. short commute, right. whew, that's that's a big deal. It's a so. game changer. It's a game changer. But so, it is really sad to see sad her to leave. Sad to see her go, but uh, we have Lisa coming in to replace her. And uh, look, she's a graduate of Four Stoles Northern, so she's practically a hometown girl. And, oh, I somewhat uh, regret so, my Huskies remark so, now. So <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Lisa. And then Carol Surprise is back. As athletic secretary in the temp, and I don't know if it's temporary or how long or long term replacement, um, but you know we have been so blessed in the athletic department. You know I've been a long time coach. We've had two of the goats, greatest of all time. We have. Uh, we had we had Carol for years, and you know Carol is one of these folks that you know she crosses her t's, dots her eyes. She keeps all of us. You know, wayward coaches in check and, and, and incredibly supportive and just 
you know, a, a wonderful human being. Carol has been a bedrock of the athletic department for, for many, many years. And, and then when she stepped aside uh, to retire last, uh, last year, Christy Swayze came in. And Christy, who, I mean, two people in the same role, there, it's just, it was, we were so lucky to have, because you never know when you lose a Carol. True. You go, Carol was like a mom. She was like yeah. she was the maternal, you know, godmother of the entire sports Correct. program. And, and you never know how it's quite going to go that transition. But Christy came in, and she Christy, was the best friend that everybody needs. Abs- she was amazing. She, she just, was a ray of sunshine every single day. Yeah. She she did so much above and beyond. When I announced basketball games, she would sit yeah. there beside me and help me out with that. She, like you said, she snuck the flag into the soccer game. Things that were not required of her, she was just well, so enthusiastic. I think, I think you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb here, and I'm going to say those two state championship teams that happened, I think what got over, what got them over the edge, obviously, they're out there playing, and this is a very bold statement, but it's the little things. It's the support. It's the, it's the love and kindness that people like Christy show going above and beyond to make that experience a little bit better for those players and those coaches. And I know that that had a hand in their success, whether that was the tipping point. Christy also helped all of us coaches um, in this transition because, as, as I said, when, when Carol left, we go, oh, my gosh, what, you know, what are we going to do? There's just things this that we know that she does. That, that, and then Christy, I mean, didn't miss a beat. She was at everything. She had a presence everywhere and 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 was just had an exuberance about her that was um, evident from the get-go you knew she was going to bring a ton of experience and energy to everything and quite frankly uh, a passion for kids and for for athletics and for staff man she was like she was a a good person raised here she was a good person to have around absolutely so we will miss christy um and we just we're sad to see her go. I really hope that we get her back someday. Actually, I mean, you she, know, you know, she. I think she. I think she's still out there uh, available at some point. That we just had some issues where she and HR couldn't quite come to an agreement on things, and and it just didn't work out. But uh, man, it's a huge loss. It really yeah, is. Really, so really sad that uh, that happened. Yeah, and and we love you, Christy. Yeah, I hope and, you hear and, this. And very fitting that we're replacing her. Was Carol. With Carol. So, yeah. Which I means mean, <laughs> we've got another temporary stopgap because Carol is not willing to let this program fall apart. No, and that's, right? that's a testament to we've Carol. We've got an Carol opportunity has, to get another quality candidate yeah, or get Christy back. She's so much time and energy of her own. Again, she's like the mom, right? She, right, she is think, our godmother. She, yeah. And she's a no-nonsense godmother. She will tell you like it is, right. and she'll get you where you need yeah, to go. Yeah, but she's, she's just got a warmth about her that she does. Uh, you know, brings you in. And, and so we are so fortunate. And so, Carol, if you're listening, thank you. Thank for you, you coming back for saving us. And uh, we're we're just we've been blessed in that avenue. And and I know Jonathan's very thankful that these two ladies have been a part of the athletic program. So I'm not sure. Um, I, we maybe we're overstating it, but I'm not sure people realize just how important that athletic secretary is, that athletic administrative assistant. It's it's, it's so crucial. All of our athlete, or all of our administrative assistants, our school doesn't run without them. Like they are, they are crucial pieces that like you said these state championship teams may not have made it without christie's like a little bit of extra love and compassion just taking some of that workload off of the coaches and off of the players some of the stress away so they can just get that just that extra five percent or whatever 
It's the same thing with all of our, our administrative assistants. They, um, our front office staff, Beth Towns and Sarah Dunham and, uh, and, and, uh, Sarah Stottle and, and Sarah Sam Stott. Dunham. I'm sorry, Sam Durham. And uh, yeah, sorry, I was getting a little emotional actually because yeah. I love those people. I just went in and saw them today. And that is one of the best parts about coming back after summer is seeing those people again. Monica Noonan down in the, in the counseling office. I can't even imagine how our school could function without those people. Because well, we're all good at what, what we do, but we're not all well, good at everything like they I are. What I say is they have institutional knowledge. And so, like, when you leave, when you lose somebody who has institutional knowledge about where things are, how things work, what people to contact when, you're, 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 you're almost starting over in some senses with things. And, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's, we are very lucky to have the administrative um, support staff that we do. And, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll miss Christy. We're glad to have Carol back for as long as she likes to grace us. True. With her presence. So, yeah, um, I think that was all of the welcoming of new staff. At least uh, apparently, uh, according everybody to everybody we know so far. Everybody we know. So we do far, have a science opening, but I don't know if it's opening, been filled yet. Because uh, Joey Spadafore left us to go work at Amway. 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 So, um, yeah, and then uh, looking forward to... God, we lost a lot of people this year. Kind of a gut check. I'm excited to have all these new opportunities to meet new people, but, man, there's a lot of names on that yeah, list. Yeah, and, and, it, and it does also make me feel a little old because, John, you <laughs> you and I, I mean, you and I kind of started one of off many things young, that are making me feel young, old, Brad. Bucks, you know, that was, you know, when we were sitting at that, that uh, cafeteria table 15 years ago together, we were kind of the young guys, and, and now I think we're, it's safe to say we're part of the veteran kind of... I don't know, foundational it staff is, yeah. of it's our building. Crazy so. how that happens. Yeah. I, okay. And if that's the case, then Ken George and Steve LeBenz and Dave on Air are kind of like the, uh, I don't know, they're the They're the tribunes. sages. They're, 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 yeah, I'm they're, not sure they would appreciate me calling no, them sages, I would, I wouldn't but wouldn't the gurus? The word, uh, I wouldn't use sage. I'd, I'd use sage definitely like has a tribune, like a long white beard connotation. Like a tribune in, in, in the Roman sense that they are, the they speak for the people and they've had, they have a tremendous amount of cachet and respect and and experience. Yes, if if any one of them has advice, you you shut up and listen. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Well, for, for you know, Ken's been telling me for a few years. Like I said earlier, you need to go to Elk Rapids, and, you, and I finally I got, I'm going to Elk Rapids, and it was wonderful. And so, uh, if those guys speak, you listen. Um, all right, turning a little bit to as we wind up here, and we've gone a long time, but we've also no, that's okay. Covered, we owed these guys a long we, episode. We owed it. So if you've got a long car ride, you are in for a treat. So Ada Social District, John, we chatted about this about a year ago, and I don't want to think that anybody was listening to us and moved on it. It's just kind of a sign of the times. So Rockford had one. Um, Rockford had a great one. They shut Rockford down a whole a street. One. Yeah, um, there's and it was beautiful. I, I I'm not saying I left you know, ranger country to go up to Rockford. But I did go up there and experience that social zone, that yeah. street that was shut down. They had bonfires set up. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, and, and so Ada, basically, you, the different venues all agreed. So you have Gravel Bottom, you have Zayton, you have Luna, uh, Garage, Garage Bar, Bar, Schnitz slash Ada, um, the Ada Grill. I'm trying to think of uh, Mud Penny. Oh, yep. Uh, Mud yep. Penny because they're serving dinner now. So you can go to these establishments. You can get an alcoholic beverage and leave. And it, 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 as long as it's marked, you can walk around. There's music on these Wednesday nights. It See, is... Brad, though, that is uh, that was how I ended up with three 12-year-olds on our trip. We stopped at Luna. Robin got some margaritas with her friends. Oh, man. And then two days later, I was in a car with three 12-year-olds. So. Yep, gotcha. But oh, we did man. live music at that amphitheater, sitting there and having some Luna margaritas. Uh, it was amazing. 
That's a great. You, you're looking at the river. That's you've a, got live music going that's on. That's a you hard see venue to playing. beat. That's a hard venue to beat. So God, if you haven't done that before, go there immediately. It's Wednesday, actually. I don't know if they have live music tonight. No, I think yeah, they do. They do. They, you they should have it every Wednesday. go to Luna. Go to Gravel Bottom. Go to Zayton's. Whatever. If you go to Luna, say hey to uh, to Lisa Kanaj and Abby Berlin, former Grace yearbook Hodkins. editors. Grace Hodkins is there. Uh, several. I mean, there's everybody's a, there. A handful. We were there. I was at Luna last night. I love by the Luna. way, by the way, there's my Ranger recommendation. Luna. Oh come on, you can't steal that already. Oh, I took it out from under. Hey, it, it can be a co. <laughs> I, I was dropping. I was sprinkling breadcrumbs, man. <laughs> oh man, that's a co Ranger recommendation, right? Absolutely. So my wife had the. And I recommend flight. you get the drinks and then you go to the amphitheater. See, I'm, okay, so I'll do. Or that. have dinner and then I'll do go. a different recommendation. I I I had we had every taco on their menu. We had the fish taco. We had the Dang. steak, chicken. You guys um, must have been dedicated. Oh man, I so it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah. So. Yesterday. And finally, I didn't have to make them. So I didn't have to make the tacos. So I'm try- I had the chorizo. We had the pork. It was phenomenal. And um, the service was great. The drinks were cold. My, my wife loved the margaritas. You see a lot of people you know coming in and out. Oh, was- that is that is a new like heartbeat of the community. I walked 100%. in there. I think I recognized nearly every face in that place. It's hard not to like tacos. Or it's like going tacos. into a JT's. You're like, yeah, right. okay, I know everybody here. So this is kind of cool. Yeah, Luna's going to be, I think, there for a long, long time, and now you add in the Ada Social District on Wednesday nights with the live music. Now, Luna is pretty busy, so it may be hard to get a table, so maybe try to get yourself on the list, go over to Gravel Bottom, have, yes. a, have a drink, then go to Luna, and then go out so to the amphitheater. I, that is a I'm full gonna, day, Brad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concur with you there. Call ahead, get your name on the list, or like you said, um, you can get your name on the list and sit at the bar, or they have those um, window bar tables mm-hmm. where you can sit there and wait for your table, what have you, or grab a drink and go. So... There you go, Luna, Ranger recommendation. Go check it out if you haven't been there already. It's so. such a good situation because if you got kids, youngish ones, even slightly older, you can send them right down to the uh, schoolhouse and have them get some ice cream while you're sitting there with your friends listening to the music, and they can run around out there. It's a good, safe space. There's no, yeah. there's no traffic to uh, it's speak all American. Of. I'm it's, so I'm so happy that that uh, it's turned out that way. And we it is one of those places you want to raise a kid right there. That is a core yeah. memory for a child. Yeah, if you're not, and, and I didn't have that growing up. I mean, we've talked about I didn't have it a lot. Like that. I didn't have anything like that. I mean, we had the libation station uh, with no no bike pads down to. And, like, I mean, you'd go in there to get some uh, soft serve ice cream, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, now you've got a true community pla- like area walkable. It's fantastic. Uh, speaking of that, Beers at the Bridge is August 19th. It's Friday. So it's the last Friday before high school football. That's next Friday night. And uh, I, th- I haven't been to a Beers at the Bridge all summer, which is very much um, against Brad Anderson-type performance. But my wife and I are very much looking forward to getting to the final Beers at the Bridge. And it should be, John, you're, uh, you're shaking your head. You're hitting your hell head against the uh, microphone. What's wrong? I want to go, but I have a bachelor party that day. My, my dearest friend that I've known since seventh grade is finally getting married. Um, and it's a really big deal for me. Like, I'm skipping... A, a family wedding, a literal Whoa. family blood wedding to go to this bachelor party because this is my best friend. He lived with me for a little while in high school. Wow. Now, maybe I can convince he and his friends that I already got them to come from Battle Creek up to Grand Rapids because wow. I said, this is a better place Dude. to uh, do this. <laughs> maybe I can get them to come to Ada if to you're the Beers of the Bridge. The weekend in Battle Creek. No offense to folks who originate <laughs> from Battle Creek. I believe Chief Majors is from Battle Creek, so I don't want to denigrate Battle Creek, but. Grand Rapids. It's got some nice Ada places alone in alone it, is better, I think. Ada's amazing. Ada's amazing. You could just spend your time in Ada 
and and do just fine. We could. I mean, and and, and I don't know if I want to do a bachelor party around that many people that I teach. <laughs> yeah, you might. Is not that your friend? To. Nope. <laughs> yeah, end up at Luna. You could yeah. you could uh, create waves before that the school is, year even that starts. That's true. So. Those are not the kind no, of waves you, you might want to just steer clear of uh, the uh, the beers at the bridge. But I look forward to that. Um, Cascade Heritage Festival. Uh, I, I was I missed a meeting and I became the chairperson of it. And, well, that's uh, like being in an HOA. Yeah. Hey, you missed last week. You're the president now. Yeah, Cascade Heritage Festival, which I'm very proud of, and and it, the uh, team members, Grace Lesperance, who's the township supervisor, uh, you have, uh, Ben Swayze, amazing lady, huge supporter of this podcast, yeah, huge supporter. Yep. You have uh, Ben Swayze, who is the township manager. Uh, Adam Majors, who is the fire chief. You have Andy Albright. And just like local hero in general, like superhero, possibly. Um, And what's neat about the Cascade Heritage Festival is you really haven't seen much because it needs to be approved, I believe, today by the uh, township. So then you'll be able to see. So it's very X's and O's. Like, as soon as it's approved, then you can talk about it. So hopefully by the time this comes out, we should be good. Um, so there was a World War II veteran. So you're lived saying in... I should post this after today? No, no, no. You can post it tonight. I think I think words out. I put it out a little bit. Everybody. We're knows. recording on a Wednesday, yeah. so if you get this later than uh, Wednesday the tenth, then yeah. uh, you'll know. Yeah, right. And uh, so Virgil Westdale was a World War II veteran. I believe you you've probably seen him. He passed away this past year. That's Vir- a solid name, by the way, Virgil. Virgil Westdale. Should, that's one of those old names that should come back. Correct, Virgil. So if you're Some of them should a, stay gone. but uh, he, he was a World War II veteran and passed away this past year. Well, what they're going to do is, is that pocket park there, Thornapple and Cascade, is going to be renamed the Virgil Westdale Memorial Park. After, Beautiful. After uh, a World War II veteran, he is a McDonald Osmer Post, Ada Cascade American Legion member for you know half a century. So, so we're talking right... Right by the old township hall. Yeah, right there on well, the corner which of Cascade. Leads me to, I didn't even mention. So here, here's the update on the Cascade Heritage Festival. Because last year, some people were like, I didn't even know about it. It was up there by the. It, listen, more flyers this year. We need to. We need to. More flyers this year. Well, here's here's. I'm selling it to you, and then you're going to sell it to your. I'm friends. buying it. It's at the Cascade Christian Church, right there on the corner, in their parking lot, and in their grassy area. Oktoberfest style beer tent. Greg Hudgens is going to be on the guitar playing live 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s music. Awesome. Food trucks. You're going to have a taco food truck. You're going to have Saladino smoke. Wait, hold on. So there's going to be beer, barbecue, and tacos? Yes. All right, yeah. You're there. You had me. Right. <laughs> and then ice cream social for the kiddos, face painting, and cornhole tournament. Okay. Question about the cornhole tournament, Brad. Yes. Um Will the boards and bags be provided by the township, or do you bring your own? Because there was some, there were some bag uh, issues there last some ba- year. There was some cornhole bag issues. There was a no. bag conspiracy. No bag. I don't know. No corn cornhole bags provided by the township. Just so everybody's on the same playing surface. Yeah, that was something else. I'm not. We're not going to say. It's surprising any more than how that. many people got a little bit fussy about about bags. So that that was my first runaround with like an actual bags tournament. It was very. You didn't very realize chippy. people were going to be so competitive. Like, well, they're using the fifty-dollar bags, and I've got these corn-filled bags. Yep. That was actually me that said that. I think. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't the only one. So, cornhole tournament uh, at the Cascade Heritage, Heritage Festival, September tenth, five to nine p.m. And it'll be. It's there's no morning five k. We're gonna we're gonna see if we can grow it this year. Then add the five k. We are one month year. out. One month out. One month out. So you should see a sign. You'll see signs, and and that'll lead up. So, um, 
Anyways, John, we are drawing near to an end. I need to get to a, a, a pool party with my wife and kiddos. Yeah, we're at the Rockford. one hour point right now, we so we've made a good point. long yeah, episode. But this, this makes up for a lot of the uh, true. We missed a lot. We did. May, June, July, and half of August. Anything so. else that we need to cover? I mean, we can always. I'm sure we missed something. And on our next uh, well, as soon as we get touch too. base with all of our colleagues next week, we will have tons more information that we need to talk about for sure. Right. right. I'm. You know, the last three years. It sounds weird to say three years, uh, but the last three on-ramps, basically, you know, one was into the, the, the full COVID year, and then the last one was into what I'm calling the hangover year, because it was just, it was supposed to be normal, and some people thought we should all be back no, normal, we were still No, we were still post-trauma kind of situation. Yeah, it was, it was not the same. It just, uh, we tried our best, but uh, this year, Sorry about that, this year, no, you're fine. This year, I feel excited. That hit right at the hour mark. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel very excited to go back to the classroom and um, looking forward to AP World History. And congrats, by the way, we had over uh, 100 students pass their AP World History exam at FHC High School. That's alone. Awesome. Sorry, I just had to put that out there. So I'm very excited to get back in the classroom with AP World History students. And, um, you know, it's going to be a great year. I, I, I can feel it. We're with everything that's going on in our community and at our high school, I just, I hope for the best. Hey, I got a, a couple of things I got to say too. First one, um, yearbook, we're going to be going on sale here before too long, probably in the next few weeks, right. online sales, yearbookforever.com. And I got to tell you people, I've decided that I'm going to give a coupon code only on this podcast for y'all. Anybody who hears it, and uses it within a week or two of hearing it will get uh, a substantial discount on their yearbook. So that's going to happen. I'm not going to say when, so you're going to have to listen to all of the upcoming episodes, but it will happen. And uh, the other thing is, great news, I'm actually going to be piloting a podcasting class this year. That's incredible. First semester, I'm going to have three kids. Second semester, I'm going to have three different kids. And at some point, probably in the next four or five weeks, they're going to start doing their own, very own podcast and uh, I'd like to get some of these listeners to uh, support those kiddos and, and give them a listen and give me some feedback on them. So uh, be looking forward to that. The, the group of girls that I've got this first semester, um, I, like I'm still in my summer brain, so I can't remember off the top of my head all their names, which isn't great. But Val Garcia, I know, is going to be, she's like the, the ringleader. And uh, they had such great chemistry. I, I, had, I had probably 50 kids that wanted to do this, and I could only pick six. Wow. And so these these first three of first semester were lights out. And so uh, they're going to have a podcast coming out soon. Do me a favor. I'll drop the name on this podcast. And uh, if you give it a listen, I would much appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how this didn't come up throughout because I've been putting a lot of time and effort into the FHC Spirit Shirt this year. The FHC Spirit Shirt will I'd, go on you know, I've sale. been looking forward to this one that I've got on today. That, that's that's one of the best. Worn. This is, is Ranger Country. That that was the classic. Um so this year's spirit shirt, and, and we've called it the shirt in the past. This year we're kind of morphing it into, we're calling it the spirit shirt. And the spirit shirt will be on sale starting next week. And the link will be circulating on social media. You'll see it on flyers. You'll see it all over. Some, some schools are actually buying a whole shirt for each kid and each staff member. I know our staff members are getting a, is getting a shirt. The shirt, um, it says, Welcome to Ranger Country on the front. Home of Champions, established 1958. And it's... Um, reminiscent of the hometown signs that when you enter a hometown, mm -hmm. it says, welcome to whatever. 
And so this is our hometown site. We don't have a Welcome to Ranger Country sign, so now there's going to be hopefully 3,000 Welcome to Ranger Country signs. Somebody should get us a billboard. Welcome to Ranger Country. If you could help us, actually, and if you've followed us this long and you have a lead on a billboard on Cascade Road where we can advertise FHCAthletics.com. Keeping in this, mind that we're teachers. This, <laughs> this podcast, uh, Homecoming Week, and basically the sale of the shirt, which really the, the, all proceeds go to the senior class. And basically we break even on it because we sell it pretty much at cost. Um, if you're, if you're at all in that line of business or you have a lead on that, we would love it because everybody's going down Cascade Road at 7.15 AM and at 3 PM. And then again at night for games and practices, that's, that would be the next level of help we would need in order to get the word out. The goal with the spirit shirt is for everybody to wear it to uh, the homecoming game and have a whiteout at the homecoming game and have our first whiteout uh, homecoming in, in however many years. So Very anyhow, cool. um, John, it's been an absolute p- pleasure. We got to share some sushi. We had some cold beverages. Um, we are you know, wrapping up our episode one of season three. And if you have hung with us this long we appreciate it i know that we got a lot of it's funny because when we're doing the podcast we don't get a whole lot of comments no none of you will even send us an email when we ask you that's (laughs) fine though but then when we stop doing it it's like every week i get three i've been harassed when's your next podcast coming out i'm like soon i i I don't know it's summertime it's all john's fault he's so busy no teachers go off the grid teachers go off the grid and rightly so we we go we get off the grid and um, I even went so far as this past week to put the uh, vacation settings on. Oh, Just on your like, emails? Yeah, I went from July 28th to August 8th. I was like, I'm not near my, I'm, I'm literally, you know, off the grid. I'm in the UP, and when I get back, I don't want to. Pretty much July through August, Correct. I'm the same way. If it's before that, I'm still checking my emails. I'm still responding to people, but July through August is family time. Absolutely. It and is. Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to head to the pool party. I believe you've got ham- fam- family happy hour. Family happy hour today. This afternoon. So, John, much appreciated. Uh, so I'm going to finish with these three things. Use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, it's probably wrong. And Ranger Country, nothing good happens after midnight. Hey, I want you guys to go out there and be the change that you want to be in our community. Don't wait for it to happen. Do it yourself. Prove it. All right. Have a great day, Rangers. Good to be back. Take care.